Howdy, y'all. What's up? It's Emmett, uh, your host for the show. Um, I just want to give a quick heads up here. Uh, there are things in this episode. Of course, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 news. And of course, apologies for getting this out as late as it is. I understand that. A big reason why it's pretty late is because I reveal some information that was told to me way ahead of an official reveal. And I reveal that I reveal the fact that I knew it early. And I thought about cutting that out to protect someone, but if you've been watching my Twitter, you probably know I no longer have a need to protect them, so I'm just going to be airing it as is. And I make a reference to cutting it out. I ended up not cutting it out for this reason, so I'm leaving that in. Just want to give a heads up. Once again, sorry for the delay on that. Things have been kind of crazy in the real world, so um, we're going to go ahead and get into the podcast proper, and hope you all enjoy. Adios. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between. We are here today to talk about some PlayStation 5 news here on the Players Club podcast. But before we get to what that news is, let me introduce some people. We actually have a guest here today. Uh, and you know what? You're the guest, so we're going to introduce you first. Say hello to Eric Heights. What's up, Eric? Hey, how's everyone doing? Yeah, pretty good, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was exciting. Yeah, at least for the moment. Um, and also, as you guys who listen regularly know, I'm here with Alan Muir once again. What's up, Al? I finally played my Vita after a long while. Really? <laughs> Can I ask real quick what inspired that choice? I it was just in there doing nothing, like gathering dust. I decided <laughs> to play it. So I'll be damned. I never would have expected that. Well, well, welcome to the Vita family again. I guess you never left, but, you know, thanks for reinstating your membership. Um, so, yeah, we got we are re literally recording minutes after this PlayStation 5 reveal event happened. Uh, that's going to be the bulk of this episode. Uh, we'll see what our time is looking like once we run out of news to talk about. We'll see if we want to do the typical, oh, here's what we've been playing type thing. Uh, but right now we're going to get into it. Now, we're, I'm going to start a little bit out of order. Because I saw some news that really shocked and surprised me that I'm going to share with you guys. Now, we saw, because one thing I, I think all of us were surprised by, maybe, is the Bethesda. Like, there was a lot of Bethesda games in that conference. Uh, what, did that surprise you guys at all? Kind I guess of. Whoever, yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, it did. I didn't expect to see maybe one. I expected to see Deathloop, but I didn't expect to see the rest. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a surprise. Now, I have news here. That tells me why it was this, why that was the case. Why you saw so many of those games during this conference? Because apparently, let me see. Where's the tweet? Here we go. According to the PlayStation blog, both Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop will be timed exclusives on PlayStation Five, and they will come to PC later as well. Interesting. So that's wild. <laughs> like we're we're going back to third party exclusives out of the blue, and with the two, probably the two most exciting most unique looking games out of Bethesda's whole catalog are both going to be platform exclusive. That's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting. So speaking of exclusives, let's go ahead and start with the first thing now. Well, actually, do y'all want us to respond to that Deathloop, the Deathloop news or just the fact that those are going to be exclusive for a certain amount of time? Is that exciting? Is that just weird? Like, how do y'all feel about it? I mean, you'll probably hear me say this a couple of times, but, uh, 
you know, the thing that Sony really has going for it are the games that it's presenting. Whether the hardware for PlayStation and Xbox are, are very similar or leagues apart, I think it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's going to be the games that they bring to it. And I think they're making the right moves. They brought, um, they're bringing in the remakes, they're bringing in uh, the sequels, they're bringing in new indie games, and, and the time exclusives, I think, go along with that. And I, I think both... Both of these games look really cool. I think Deathloop is probably the standout, and the fact that PlayStation is going to play it first, I think it's a big win for them. Yeah, I think it's a big win at all. Or I think it's also a big win. Um, Al, does this... Because I know, Al, you're a lot more platform agnostic than me, where I, I'm mainly on PlayStation, but I do play other things, where you are everywhere all the time. So how do you feel about this, uh, about this announcement? Well, people who... Well... I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> is it one of those things where you haven't had time to think of a opinion on it? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just shocking. Yeah, it, it's definitely a trip. Um, I don't know, man. It's We'll find out what that means, because I don't know if this is the only set of third party, or I guess second party. I'm going to just keep it third party exclusive. Um, so I guess we'll see in the future to see if they're doing anything else like that. But now I feel Xbox was trying to play clean, and they were trying to be like, hey, we got we got our own exclusives and we have enough studios so that we can build all those on our own. But now it's like, Hey, we're playing, we're playing dirty again. We're getting big AAA titles to be exclusive to our platform. I mean, remember, remember, mm -hmm. uh, E3, uh, 2015, 2016, where Microsoft got, uh, rise of the Tomb Raider mm. as the next time exclusive for a while. Yeah, I do remember that. I mean, I, do you think they were going to do that for this announcement like i don't think so oh no i'm just comparing like mm -hmm. they had I, go ahead yeah i was gonna say i i know and also you know from if you only have one console how frustrating the uh, time exclusives can be I, I know specifically to tomb raider when it came out i really wanted to play that game and i didn't get to play it till a year later um and you know you're kind of out of that conversation i think i i would hope these time exclusives aren't year longs i think time exclusives should be like 90 maybe 60 days and i think that's enough time for you to really get you know people excited mm, yeah i i see that but i also feel like if it if the amount of exclusivity is a short window then people are just going to wait for that window and play it where they want to play it where if you if it's a whole year then it's like well i guess it's like that's just enough time to where it's like i'm gonna buy this console instead of the other console especially when they're both gonna be available at pretty much the same time like yeah, i think that, that's a that makes sense. exciting factor yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much enough on that story um there's a lot more here to talk about so now that we've talked a little bit about that let's go ahead and start from the top here first thing we saw was something i was telling al this before the show i'm not gonna like go into it but i was expecting spider-man to come up <laughs> um and so spider-man was the first thing that happened now i'm surprised that it's a playstation 5 game because for some reason i was expecting uh you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm thinking about this now and i'm like do i want to reveal that i knew things were gonna happen before they happen and i think i'm gonna cut that out so i'm just gonna look at the timestamp. <laughs> i'm gonna look at the timestamp. all right i'll write that down anyway long story short what i said was true but like i'm not gonna leave that on the podcast because i don't want yeah. people in trouble well, uh, i have a question so, for you yeah what's up so you mentioned that it's a PS5 game, and obviously it is coming out for PS5, but I don't think we have a whole lot of information yet on, on 
you know necessarily backwards compa- compatibility is this game going to be playable on playstation 4 i with them announcing it on playstation 5 during the playstation 5 event with ps5 footage i bet you they're gonna try and just keep it as a ps5 exclusive so it can take advantage of all those features that people like in the playstation 5 and that people are going to use if they put it on ps4 it seems like that's going to be the inferior it's, it's going to be like breath of the wild on wii u <laughs> that that's how it's going to feel where people are like oh it's there are you going to play it there hell no but you have that option um so i i i, I can't see it there we, we got plenty of other games to play this year last of us ghost of tsushima i think we'll be fine <laughs> Yeah, that's the messaging I'm still kind of confused and and interested in because you know Xbox has been talking about smart delivery and and how the games are going to be cross generations and obviously we're seeing this on PS5 and it would make sense to only keep it on PS5 but also you know you have how many over a hundred million PlayStation 4s out in the wild yeah and Spider Man is a huge seller for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, Spider-Man is going to... I mean, even on PlayStation 5, that's going to be a big factor to get people to buy that system. Like, people are going to be like, oh, I need to... Because think about it like this. They... Just the trailer alone gave me some heavy Spider-Verse vibes. Like, Definitely. Yep. Just because it is Miles and because just it looked a little bit more neon and everything was at night, the whole trailer almost. It just felt like that a little bit more. So I don't know how much they're going to actually pull from that in the full game. But getting that, I'm getting that vibe. Uh, what, what's your what's your take on this uh, this new Spider-Man game, Al? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's exciting, but like, what's your opinion on it? Well, there was, he was, Miles Smith was mentioning things in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like different things from the story? Yeah, and the 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 obvious question is, where's Peter? <laughs> that's actually a really good question um i have a feeling either peter is right there either peter is a big part of the game and they're just not showing him or peter is the motivation of the game like we gotta find peter and that's the whole point of the game like something like that it's one of those two um yeah i agree I, with you i agree yeah. with you if, if, it, if it were me and especially like the fact that it says mile morales right on the title Mm-hmm. is that this game should be focused on him you know i don't know if it's necessarily peter's like in danger or he needs help but he's he's definitely out of the picture to a certain degree and and i think you're playing as miles you know at least 90 percent of this game and i would hope that they go down that route yeah i i think miles is going to be the character you are controlling the here's the thing i just thought of right now especially considering current times uh i remember spider-man in the original game, Peter Parker being super friendly with law enforcement. Um, and, now oh, playing, oh, oh, yeah. and now we're playing as a black character, a black Spider-Man with the current t- climate. I wonder how they're going to handle that. I don't even have an, a, a way. I don't even know how they would, so I can't even recommend. But I, I'd like to see what they're going to do about that. <laughs> it's going to be real interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, this has been in development for a couple of years and and um, you know things reached the boil- boiling point not too long ago. Um, I'd be interested also to see kind of if there's any adaption that needs to happen based on current times, or or maybe it didn't play a a, a huge part in it. I mean, you have, um, I mean, Miles Morales is 
his I guess spoilers for Spider for the original Spider Man. I don't know if we can spoil oh, yeah. it. Spoil like the fact that Miles is the main character of this game is already a spoiler. So like the the thread was lost long ago. So if you haven't played Spider Man, go play it, but you can talk freely. <laughs> yeah, so in, in the game his his dad dies, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and his dad was a cop. Um so Yeah, police chief, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I you know, you would have to assume there's there's some kind of heavy ties to that in this game um in some way or another i mean the game itself even even though it's it's bright and fun it has a little bit of a dark tint to it Um, yeah yeah noticed that too it definitely felt like the vibes were just a little bit more dark for lack of a better term i guess yeah i mean the opening shot is really him like some kind of electricity happening his his costume is dissolving around him like that's i'm really curious to kind of see what what that's gonna what that's all about yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested in that as well. Hopefully, hopefully it'll give us something here. Now let me see here. What was the next game? I'm trying to scroll through because I got the Twitter thread that um, yeah, I got Mario 64 was doing. Looking at the same thing. Yeah, I think Gran Turismo was the one that came up next. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Gran Turismo. Did y'all have any opinions on that? Because <laughs> when I, when we were in the stream, I was like, oh, it's cars. Yay. <laughs> like Pass. I didn't have. Yeah, I was indifferent, man. Yeah, I mean it looks good. I I can't tell you if it looks any better than previous ones. They've always always looked good to me, but I've never played a single GTA or not GTA GT. Yeah, G- GT is, is GT. Fine. Yeah. yeah, I I was very excited about that. Oh, it, well, actually, Al, do you have anything to say on uh, Gran Turismo before I move to the next thing? Well, I've only played uh, Gran Turismo three or four. Mm-hmm. I did. I do kind of like. What they they have going with the open world esque system? Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be a physical open world or if it's just a map. Like, a, you think that's going to be like a pl- you can drive around that whole place possibly? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way because they like have realistic environments and recreations of stuff, and I can't imagine them wanting to recreate a whole city to that same fidelity. So, yeah, yeah like, I, I mean, mean that. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. Despite the hardware being very advanced at this point, it's still mm-hmm. a launch game, True. or a launch launch area and launch window title. I suppose so. So even though it is like the most impressive game you've maybe ever seen on console, it is just the beginning. So it can only go up from there. Um, one thing I forgot to mention at the top because it isn't a new game, <laughs> but it is the first thing we technically saw: Grand Theft Auto Five, comes a special. Re, I don't know, remaster, remake, some special expanded version of it is coming to PlayStation 5 next year. But GTA Online is going to be free at launch for free at the PlayStation 5's launch. And it's also going to come with a uh, million dollars in Grand Theft Auto money every single month until the PS5 version of the game launches next year. Which is wild to me. That seems really crazy. Um, how do you. That. I was. Because we, I was actually watching uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily right before this, and they were talking about there might be a Red Dead Redemption 2, like, port of that game, because that's the one that's closer to the release of the PS5. The fact that they got GTA anyway, it's like, man, GTA's turning into the Skyrim of video games, where it's just getting ported everywhere. Uh, wh- what do y'all think on that? Because I was surprised to see it still pop up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I was all that surprised. I, I was surprised that they started with gta i thought it would be somewhere closer in the middle of 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 this uh presentation but i mean it makes sense it's still one of the highest uh grossing games every single month people keep on buying it 
and the PlayStation 5 is going to come out and you know they're they're going to want to keep on tapping into that and the fact that GTA 6 you know we don't expect it until 2023 2024 um just kind of it just makes sense that they would want to you know continue to give people uh the ability to play that and it kind of ties back into my questions that I continue having that I know will probably get answered soon on, on backwards compatibility will GTA 5 as we know it not be backwards compatible with uh, PlayStation 5 and that's why they have to re-release it. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like actually their Rockstar just made a tweet, so I'm going to look at that while I'm answering this question. Oh, there's not much info in here, so never mind. Um but yeah, I imagine that since this new this new version of Grand Theft Auto 5 is coming next year, if it was simply just the PS4 version brought over, I think it would be a lot more it would come out a lot quicker. Like, you could put that out at launch if it was just, you know, right-click, copy-V, you know. <laughs> like, if it was just a copy-paste job, it would come out a lot quicker. The fact that it's next year makes me feel like they're going to do something to it. Whether higher resolution, higher frame rate, make it run smoother, just something's happening with that game. If they're going to, if they're calling it the expanded edition or whatever, yeah. then they're going to do something. I just don't know what that something is. Um... Uh, before we get out of GTA, any other thoughts and opinions on this GTA-related news before we go on to the next game? Well, the only thing that it's just crazy to think about because I keep on talk, talk, talking about it like a PlayStation 4 game. It's not. It's a PlayStation 3 game. Yeah, that's really wild. <laughs> it's just crazy, like the legs of GTA 5. I mean, that's that's all it, I have to say about it, but man, that's crazy. It lasted an entire console generation. Yeah, it's going into the third one. This is like yeah. this is like your hundred and one year old like grandmother who was born in the eighteen eighty nine and saw the eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, and two thousands. Like it's just it's crazy. Jeez, this is it's really insane. So, Whew, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't know when it's gonna peter out, but hey, I guess we'll see. I wonder what this means for Red Dead Redemption two as well. But that's a question we can ask later on. Um, there is oh. uh, mm-hmm. there is something that I. It's probably not related, or it probably doesn't. Like have any legs, but Try there me. was there was a news story going around or making the rounds about GTA Four not ha- like having a feature cut, like a fairy feature cut. Huh? Like how? Like on PC? Because that did get updated recently. Uh, no, from the base game, like way back in two thousand eight. Huh? So about that? I don't. So, yeah, go ahead. So this, my my wild speculation means or thinks that. They could be doing something similar, like bringing back some cut content. Hmm, possibly. That sounds that sounds valid. I, that would give them a reason to kind of call it a expanded edition where they add new content. But I don't know. I don't know how how willing they are to add new features if the game's going to sell no matter what. So I guess we'll see. They said it was expanded, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Also, before we go on to Ratchet and Clank, which is the next game, I just want to point out real quick. Remember when I freaked out during the stream about the one girl from the Devolver press conference? Yep. <laughs> yep, that's Nina Struthers. <laughs> I see her pop up on Twitter now. So I'm like, <laughs> I was freaking out because I was like, Nina Struthers! I've never I seen love... anyone so excited before to just see like a random face pop up. Because it was the only face I recognized. I was like, oh my god, Nina Struthers! Because I, <laughs> I thought she was like a fake CEO for like the bit that is their press conference. But no, she... Either PlayStation's going to treat that as if it's real to keep the joke going, or she's actually, like, the head of Devolver, which is, like, really cool. So, yeah, good on that. Or she's just, like, their PR machine. I don't know who she is, but good on her. Shout out to her. 
Um, in any case, uh, the next game, Ratchet and motherfucking Clank. In tell me, oh, Emmett, no. how excited are you, man? Tell me how excited are you about this one, bro? Rift Apart is real. I now because we got Spider Man, I didn't expect to see Ratchet. I was really thinking this was gonna be some other time we would get it like i didn't expect it to be so close to spider-man number one but like it's it's real man and they gave it so much time like the thing i'm surprised about i i said this a bunch on the stream but this isn't a sequel to the re- to the reboot from the ps4 this is a sequel to ratchet and clank into the nexus where they've broken time and reality and how to just go in through space with all these rifts everywhere it's it's so like I can't express how excited this makes me because this this makes me excited because a people are now gonna feel a little bit more pressure to go back and play a crack in time which is still the best Ratchet and Clank game on PlayStation Three or in the whole series but b it's like hey that 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 PS4 game was a fun little diversion little sidetrack now let's get back to like catering to the quote unquote hardcore fans of Ratchet and Clank. And it's it's a thing where now we got you in. Now let's like we brought you in with the with the dessert. Now let's feed you the vegetables, but in a good way because the vegetables are still really good too. Um, so I'm excited to see another, I guess, core Ratchet and Clank game. Even though the reboot kind of felt like it was core too, but it, it's just it's good to see Ratchet and Clank back. That's all. Like I'm I'm really happy about the game. Um, I'll ask Al, uh, how do you feel about this game, and then I'll ask Eric what y'all think about it. Okay, so don't scream at me for this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Try me. Okay, well, while I do own uh, Future and a bunch of the games afterward that I follow, I never got a chance to get around to playing them. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what? I will be calm, but continue your case. <laughs> I did play the remake or the movie tie-in version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was fun, right? Yeah, I, I'm ready, but I just kind of hope that we get a remaster. You know what? I, I'm still holding... I'm not holding out, but I'm still hoping for a remaster. Because the future trilogy is... All of those games are just so solid and so fun that they definitely deserve a remaster. But Blue Point's tied up now. So... Yeah. Can't really do anything with that. But yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, Eric, since you, you asked me what I think, how do you think about this this announcement? Yeah, I mean, Ratchet & Clank is... is... It's just a fun game, and it's it's something that I continue to appreciate. And I talked about this a little bit on the stream that that they keep on putting out games that are you know PG and that you can play with with kids. And you know I don't know you know if you guys have kids. I have a five year old, and he's mm-hmm. he's into gaming now. Um, you know he's beating he's beating uh, Mario Odyssey. Um, he actually really likes Cuphead for for, for some reason. <laughs> but um, these are the type of games that like you wake up on a weekend and you can play for like an hour or two. Um, and, and hopefully it's co-op. I think that's also really cool. But something that, uh, you know, I, I don't know too much about, like, the technical side of video game making. But I'm looking at, you know, just GIFs and screenshots of the game and seeing how, you know, Ratchet is on, on, on a speeder and then will jump through a portal. And then he's, like, in a whole different world falling. And there's, like, all these portals around him. And then he falls through another one. And it, it kind of seems, like, it, it just looks impressive. Like, it looks like we're generating all these different worlds on top of each other and and what used to be a loading screen between one world and another we're like just simultaneously jumping through them from one place to another and you know i i think as 
as um, even though you know it's it's a quote unquote kind of like kids game. I think that the tech behind it is probably going to be something that's going to blow people away. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like we we talked about this on the stream as well, but just like the particle effects, all the grass exploding when things pop up, it's it's overwhelming how much stuff is being done in this game and. When you're talking about, like, the broken rifts of time and stuff that they're floating through, the different realities, I think that's a direct result of the super fast uh, SSD that they've talked about having in the PS5, where you probably couldn't do that on PlayStation 4, just loading all these things so instantaneously. That's probably something really hard to do otherwise. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see how they play with that type of tech. And to think that Ratchet & Clank would be, like, the milestone for technology... Actually, you know what? It's not too surprising because that kind of was the case on PlayStation 3 because it, it was also a launch title on PlayStation 3. But it's just I've loved Ratchet and Clank forever. Uh, it's cool to see that this this franchise that has lasted, what, one, two, three, now four console generations because it started on PS2 and here we are at PS5. Like, it's, it's cool to see that it's not only still around, but still has a lot more juice left in the tank. So I'm excited to play it again. Um any other opinions on Ratchet before we go on to this Square Enix title that's next? Do you think we're still getting a Knack 3, or this is pretty much our benchmark for the launch? I, I can't see no Knack happening. Like, <laughs> like, I know for the meme, everyone wants Knack to come back because it would just be a really great moment. But in all honesty, now that we now that Astrobot is taking off, Knack is all the way dead. <laughs> yeah, and Ratchet and Clank is so much better. Like, exactly. I'm excited for it yeah super duper excited for that um and speaking of excitement uh this square enix project project uh athea i believe or at at no it is athea i think it's yeah, athea I'm, I'm gonna go with athea like i think that's correct anyway this project got announced it's uh some fantasy looking game looks like you're throwing up some spells some long jumpy parkoury stuff uh kind of looks like i said on stream that it kind of looked like final fantasy 15 from some of the animations and al you're oh wait al is this the one that gary widow is working on yeah the one that i thought was that was going to be uh project maverick yeah i thought that was too because which i mm -hmm. i said in the facebook chat mm -hmm. this is this is what's gonna this is gonna be me when project maverick is just not getting announced today <laughs> and it was, and this like was, a, it was hours before so yeah i am so sorry because i i honestly thought maverick was coming because i added you on twitter i was like yo because he had that hashtag mt whatever it was but the the letters spelled out may the force be with you if you read through them all yeah so I, was, I was like is this maverick because he already has star wars relations i was like oh my fucking god it's happening and it wasn't maverick it, it, it was it was just still a cool announcement though i don't want to go too hard but i was really expecting maverick uh now i honestly this game wasn't like the most incredible crazy thing i've ever seen so i'm kind of lukewarm on it uh eric was there uh did, did this announcement do anything for you i mean i'm excited to see more when it first started up um i know there was that unreal 5 uh kind of showcase that happened not too long ago and i kind of got similar vibes i thought for i thought for a second that maybe this game was kind of that demonstration but like a full game uh, but at this point i don't think it is but yeah, i mean it, it, it looks cool i'm you know square enix uh i i like most of their games but i don't think i've completed most of their games um mm. but um but yeah, I mean, i'm excited to see more i mean we really don't know all that much just yet it looks cool 
um and this was the one that had like the dragon show up like near the end right yeah yeah some big scaly looking creature yeah came up. yeah i mean it looks cool excited to see more but uh yeah hopefully i would assume we'll, we'll find out more about it uh later this year yeah certainly once it's uh once it's not a uh project and it's an official thing i'm sure we'll know more about it know more about the gameplay in the moment to moment so i'm looking forward to that um and speaking of things i'm looking forward to anna perna out here with the weirdness uh starting off with this interesting title called stray uh from the looks of it it looks like you're a stray cat in a world where all the humans are dead and they're replaced by robots uh very interesting art style just an interesting concept overall uh i i want to know more about this one um how how do y'all feel on this one this this is like a very different type game especially for a big event like this yeah i think it looks cool um i'm not annapurna makes you know really cool kind of off the wall type games and it's always worth giving them a shot and obviously supporting them because they're they take chances and i and i like that not a big fan of cats so i don't know how that <laughs> how that play into it but if i'm if i'm the cat yeah I don't, I don't know how much i like it you know what just a side note i remember uh cameron kennedy uh someone who's a big part of the uh kind of funny community he put out a bingo card and on his bingo card he he said uh let me see yeah, no less than three dogs, not one cat will be shown. <laughs> and oh, he, he lost totally, that bet. He took an L on that one so hard. There wasn't a single dog and one cat. <laughs> like, ouch. So, GG on that one. But, um, yeah, I really do dig. I just did the aesthetics here. Uh, Al, uh, is this one doing anything for you? Yeah, like, I mean, cats are pretty independent. <laughs> cats are pretty independent. That's true. And I just want—I I really just want to see a, a cutscene or just like a little thing where the cat and the robot is, are communicating, but doesn't show us what they're saying. Mm, like nonverbal communication, like some Wally type stuff. No, like the cat is meowing and the robot is like responding making... to it. Yeah, and there's like no subtitles. Just made it look, basically just make it look like how the how Han Solo reacts to Chewbacca. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where only he understands. Yeah, yeah, you're right about cats being independent. I hope this isn't a type of game like The Last Guardian where you're, like, you're trying to control the cat, but it's not listening to you. <laughs> it's like, come here. You're just going the whole game. And it won't listen to you. And the game is right. really like two hours long, but it takes you 15 hours to beat it because the cat won't listen. <laughs> just hold the ps- ps- button. Uh, <laughs> God, that'd be great. But yeah, I, I, that's a, this is another game I want to know more about. I'm sold on the the aesthetics look cool. Just the concept that I perceive it to be looks cool. But I know nothing about this game gameplay-wise. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like a demo or something. Um, so yeah, holding my breath on that just a little bit. Uh, from there, we, we got a little bit of like PS5 features. You know, they showed a lot of stuff we already knew. Stuff about the DualSense. DualSense actually has a headphone jack, which they didn't really show clearly last time. Uh, so that's exciting, which means that the... Wait a second. You know what that means, y'all? The PlayStation 4 back button doesn't work on the DualSense. Yeah, How's it doesn't that? work. Because I, I actually have one in my hands right now. And the connector for it is a headphone jack and the other little, I guess, auxiliary port that's right next to it on the DualShock 4. I didn't see that auxiliary port at the bottom of the DualShock 4 next to the headphone jack. So maybe that means this thing won't be compatible after all. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. 
huh, so I guess fuck us for buying this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's just another side note thing. Uh, you know, USB-C, all that stuff. Uh, we'll save the bulk of like the tech specs and hardware stuff for the end, because if you don't know already, they showed the console, which I was totally surprised by. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So going on here, Holman, Herman Hulse came out, and I almost shot myself because I thought it was Rising Time. <laughs> his, then I forgot his title. So yeah, he came out to just talk more about games. And then, Al, we got Housemark's new game. I know you were really looking forward to Housemark doing something. Not quite your prediction, but yeah. Do you, how? What is your opinion on this uh, this Housemark title by the name of Returnal? I never thought I'd see a narrative roguelike game. Yeah, that is really surprising. Hmm. But now that I've seen, now I've seen it, I want so much more. <laughs> yeah, me too. It definitely looks like because when you take like, because I, I, when I first saw it, I was thinking, oh, is this like Space Uncharted or something like that? But when they started to show some more of the roguelike elements and stuff, it's like, oh, this is going to be learning different pieces of the story every single run, maybe, and kind of putting together the mystery, which is kind of funny because we're going to talk about Deathloop a little bit more later. Deathloop is doing a very similar thing, but yeah, it, it definitely looks cool. And I don't know if you heard me on stream, Al, but I had said uh, I had said the game, like the shooting gameplay kind of looked a little bit like ReCore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a... Because I didn't hate ReCore, but it definitely wasn't the most polished in the world. So, yeah. I, ooh, I just saw other news. Uh, but long story short, apparently Control is coming to PlayStation 5 and Series X. So don't know what that means yet. We'll find out later. Uh, so there's literally no link attached. But yeah, Returnal looks really interesting. Uh, I It kind of gives me Farpoint vibes if you ever played that PSVR game. But um, instead of it being Mars, it's like this very heavily vegetated planet. Um, and you know me, I love a good female protagonist. This one looks interesting. Kind of gives me... Um... Wait a second. What's that movie? There's that movie that was on Netflix that came out with the girl from Pirates of the Caribbean in it. Uh, sci- sci-fi movie. Elimination? Extinction? Annihilation? Annihilation, thank you. Yeah, it, it gives me vibes of that, Annihilation, because I actually watched, or I read most of the book, but I didn't actually watch the movie. So this is giving me vibes of that. Hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it delivers. Uh, uh, Emmett, Emmett, that mm-hmm. was uh, Natalie Portman, not Karen Knightley. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I wasn't going to call him out for that, but... You know what, I deserve that call out. I'm sorry, Natalie Portman and Karen Knightley. I mean, they, eh... They're no. pretty, so it's not like a diss. <laughs> Karen Knightley got the role of in Star Wars because she looked like Natalie Portman. So, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> it is what it is. They got more. They got enough money to not care about my opinion on things. But in any case, uh, Eric, what's your opinion on this new house? This new Housemark title, dude. I'm excited for this game. Like Housemark is a quality developer. We know that Resogon was one of my my favorite uh, games from the last generation. And even though this is you know, a hard left for them. I mean, it gives me vibes of, of um, you know, control of Dead Space of just a bunch of different things that you know. I love the aesthetic. I, I love how it looks. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of roguelikes myself, but this is enough to, to kind of get me in. I, I'm really all in, so I'm excited to see more. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Where 
Typically, roguelikes aren't my thing, with the major, major exception of Risk of Rain 2. That game is literally crack in digital form. But um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see where they go with this. So hopefully we'll see more gameplay in the near future. Um, the next game here is a franchise I thought we would never see. The third entry came and went. No one cared. No one talked about it. I thought this game or I thought this character was dead. But the brand is strong because Sackboy, a big adventure, has returned by way of Sumo Digital. Finally taken Sackboy into the third dimension, which I was really hoping Little Big Planet 3 would do. But hey, I'm happy to have this cool little uh, action adventure platformer looking thing. I think it's going to be really good. It kind of gave me tearaway vibes just watching it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm excited for this one. Uh, Eric, I'll go ahead and go with you first. Uh, how do you, how'd this one hit for you? Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not huge uh little big planet fan I, I tried them out i heard they were easy platinums and i like platinums but i just i just couldn't really get through them um this one again this one just looks like one that i'm gonna pop in in the mornings or or like you know evenings right before bed with, with my son we're gonna hopefully there's a co-op element to it but it, it looks like a lot of fun i mean between this and and i know we're gonna get to astrobot i think astrobot's the one that got me the most excited um but this one i mean it looks cool it you know it gives me vibes of like yoshi uh what was the yoshi craft world for the Yoshi's nintendo Lily switch world? Yeah. Um, yeah yeah or the one for the switch because i know yeah I Yoshi's Craft beat them. World. yeah it, it kind of gave me those type of vibes um but it looks like it may be a little deeper as far as a platformer goes i think mm -hmm. it looks cool i think it's a fun game it's uh i i think it's 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 a nice, um, you know, I kind of made the distinction that Ratchet and Clank was kind of replacing uh, Knack, which I shouldn't have because Ratchet and Clank is a much better game than Knack could ever be. <laughs> but uh, I think I think Sackboy is really kind of their their uh, their answer to to that kind of space versus having Knack, and I think it's better. I think it looks better, and um, you know, uh, I'm excited to play with my kid. Yeah, Sackboy is definitely their Mario slash their Ori guy from that game uh it's definitely their child mascot so yeah i'm glad to see him back uh al uh any any impressions on uh this new sackboy title i i'm kind of worried mainly Ooh. because sumo is working on it now that's true is sumo i know sumo digital has a kind of rough past like not every game they've made has been outstanding but they, they don't it's not all stinkers right i mean they made uh, Little Big Planet Three, so. Oh well. <laughs> well, the thing about Little Big Planet Three is that it, it's not a bad game. I played like two hours of it, and I've been meaning to go back sometime soon. But it's not a bad game. It's just it's more of Little Big Planet Two, which people weren't really asking for, especially on the next generation. So, I don't, I don't know if that's too much reason to worry. Oh, ooh, actually, eh, let's let's look through here because I actually pulled up their games. They've done work on Dead Island too, <laughs> uh, and they've done stuff, a lot of stuff for Sega, Sonic All Stars Racing, Transform, like you said, Little Big Planet Three, uh, Team Sonic Racing, Sega Superstar Tennis. They also worked on Crackdown Three. Wow. Uh, okay, and Snake Pass. So they've done a lot of stuff. Dead Space Ignition somehow. They they've worked on a lot of stuff. They've had their hands in a lot of pots, but I don't know. They they also made what is arguably the worst PS3 game ever. If you listen to GameScoop like 10, 10, 15 years ago, uh, Super Rub-A-Dub. They did make that. I'm looking at it right now. Whew, wow. Uh, 
I don't know, man. But they also, hey, as soon as you said that, like a couple spaces away from that is Split Second, the racing game from last gen. So yeah, and they, they also got... made mm-hmm. they also made the Doctor Who like adventure games. Uh, that's another good. Point. Yeah, they they have a a checkered past where not everything's bad, not everything's good. I'm not gonna get because when Little Big Planet three was announced, I was in the theater screaming because that's back when they did like the theater events. I am a big Little Big Planet two fan, and one I just love that character in general. I was losing my fucking shit when Little Big Planet three got announced, and this time, I I just have so much distance from that series now that when he popped back up, I was like, oh, it's him, but I'm not like losing my mind. It's just like, oh, it's it's good to see you again, pal. You know, but I need I need maybe it needs to earn my trust again. Maybe this game needs to be not instantly overlooked by the whole world as soon as it drops. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it. But I'm not like I'm buying it instantly excited. I'm more of just a we'll wait and see on it, you know. So yeah. Any other Sackboy opinions before we bounce to the uh, this this next All Star title? Nope. No. Oh, good. And then we get to the final thing that I had hoped for in life. I've been wanting the return of this franchise to come forever. I made a whole series about it. We're finally getting another All Stars. <laughs> wrong All Stars. <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong All Stars though. Uh, Destruction All Stars is announced, which is um actually I want to say this is the game that um is from Lucid, and that's actually the team that Shinobi has been work has been a uh, a part of. He's been working on it for a while. If you don't know on Twitter, Shinobi six o two is just like someone in the industry who just likes to talk about the industry. Pops up on Twitter a lot, breaks some news sometimes. He has a show over there at The Escapist, but he's been working on this. The rest, his whole team's working on this, and this game is absolutely my shit. But before I go off on it, um, I'll go ahead and go with Al this time. Uh, Al, uh, did this, uh, this, this, what is it called, Destruction All Stars game do anything for you? Yeah, ironically, because like looking at at the the employees for Lucid or some of the employees, like the founders. Mm-hmm. They were found. They were founded by former, uh, or for, like former developers at or of uh, Bizarre. Bizarre. Cre- Wait, you mean creators of the greatest third-person shooter slash racing game of all time, The Club? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that's actually very exciting. You shouldn't have told me that. Now it's like my most hyped game. Oh man. So are you excited based off of that? Because you, the Bizarre love is in you, maybe. Oh yeah, I. I cannot I cannot describe how much I love uh, Project Gotham Racing Four. Oh, okay, BGR fan. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Yeah, they Bizarre Creations are they've always been really talented. So to see them come back in any way, even if it's through a different studio, I, I like that vibe needs to be in games. Uh, so Eric, what do you feel about this one? Because I was really excited as you heard. So what's your well, opinion? To be honest, my my stream fell while this was going on, so I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. Oh. But yeah. But um yeah, I mean, from the screenshot I think it looks cool. It doesn't look like the type of game that I that I probably play, but um but yeah, I'd have to rewatch the footage to like have an opinion about it. Well, long story short, this is this will kind of be an explanation to you and an explanation to the people listening, but it's basically take it's kind of like Twisted Metal in that it's a bunch of different characters and cars in an arena just going at each other. But there's no, like, guns mounted or rocket launchers. It's all, like, just running into each other. So in that way, it's kind of like Flat Out or Burnout 
or something like that where it's vehicular destruction but without weapons but then some of them have power-ups so there was this one guy who had like a saw blade that just popped out of the front of his car so when he ran into a guy it like crunched him up in the saw blade when one car had like a big knife on the front so when he drive when he drove to the car he cut through the car while driving um and just different combat like that but then we started seeing people outside of the car running around the arena and jumping over cars and stuff and wall running and jumping like mounting the cars kind of like pursuit force or or better better examples probably sleeping dogs where they get on top of the car uh yeah it's really it's just a lot of stuff because if there's two things i love in life it's parkour systems and car destruction and this is combining both of those things in a way that i don't exactly how both i don't exactly know how both of those mechanics are going to work but i'm excited to see how uh so yeah destruction all-stars not my it's not the all-stars i wanted but by god damn it it's the one i deserve because it was still very cool <laughs> so i'm excited about that one and from there we get into kenna bridge of spirits which is a ember lab title now i wasn't this is the one with the little fuzzballs and everything i i still don't know how i feel about this game i i think i'm neutral on it uh it's i don't know it's just it's fantasy it's action it's magic it's spellcasting all that stuff it's a cute art style but i've seen all of those aspects done in some other games so i'm not excited about it but it looks like it's a really good game um i'll go ahead and start with you eric did this one did this one tickle your fancy at all no i mean this this looks like a honestly like a middle of a presentation type game you know something to kind of show up i mean it looks pretty um mm-hmm. i don't know why i keep on thinking about Star Fox adventures when i see it hmm. i don't know it's because she has like a stafford like it has nothing to do with Star Fox adventures it's just it's just kind of what i'm thinking about <laughs> and and similar to Star Fox adventures i think it's going to be kind of just like it's going to be a game it's going to come out some people are going to love it um I, hopefully i you know i'm wrong but yeah this uh, it doesn't look uh you know kind of anything really special right now yeah i don't know if i disagree with that much uh <laughs> Al, do you want to say anything super nice about this game? No, it's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish it could. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those lukewarm games where no offense to the game, I think I think actually graphically it looks really nice and the art style is pretty cool, but it's like there's not there's nothing that's like oh it's it's everything you expect but this there's no but this in there. Um, so it's cool that it got on the stage. I mean, it definitely deserves to shine, but. Whew, I will uh can't wait to play this one on PlayStation Plus pretty much is how I'm feeling. <laughs> I mean look, I'm gonna be honest, if it has an easy platinum, I'm playing it, but we'll see. Yeah. I I could I would play it if it was an easy platinum, but also I could easily see it being an open world game with a lot of checklisty stuff to do, so it's like, oh man, if an easy platinum is like twenty hours, I better be having fun. But that's to be determined. And I'm just gonna apologize now in advance uh, if I if I ruin this podcast because uh, it's it's getting close to dinner time around six o'clock, which I know my son oh. at any point <laughs> is gonna run into here and just start yelling and screaming. I'll try to mute, but <laughs> just giving everyone a heads up hey. in case something crazy goes down. That's fine. It's uh, work from home time. That's how it is. So everyone's podcast is like that. Um, but from then on, we'll move to. I'll go ahead and pair these two up since we're since we're in the indie hour right now. Uh, the next two games were A New Odd World by the name of Soulstorm, uh, and right before that was Goodbye Volcano High, uh, which is a little 
I don't know. I said it was Life is Strange, but with anthropomorphic animals. Um, and Al, I know you're a big Life is Strange fan. So for either of these games, uh, are either of these exciting you? I know Volcano High looks dope to me. Oddworld looks interesting. But for, for I guess we'll we'll go ahead and start with you, Eric. Uh, what's your opinion on either of these? Yeah, I mean, shout out to Lorne Landing. Obviously, kind of funny best friend. Yep, yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm glad to see, you know, a new project by him. Uh, you know... Do these? I don't think too much about these games. And again, once I know more closer to release, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see about them. But I appreciate PlayStation giving time to show us different type of games, like this. This Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, the animation looks stunning. It looks beautiful. Uh, and and the fact that you know, I'm not sure who the developers are. Obviously, Oddworld, I do. But um, the fact that you know, during a PlayStation Five reveal. Where we're getting to see some of these titles, I think is is really cool. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. It, Goodbye Volcano High looks really good. Actually, I want to get I'm gonna go ahead and get Al's opinion on Goodbye Volcano High because I kept comparing it to Life is Strange. You love Life is Strange, so what did this one do for you? It gave me fe- like a feeling that this is this is indie. This is tr- gonna try to get a certain demographic, and I don't think I'm part of that demographic. As much ah. as I, as much as I w- loved everything about it, hmm. okay, I you know what I can see I can see that a little bit. This definitely seems like no offense if you're part of this demographic, but this screamed like here's my deviant art skills being put to the test. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like it, it. Not that I think it doesn't seem like it's that type of game where it's gonna be like sexually, sexually explicit or anything. But it seems like that type of content is on the table. So I don't really want to see, like, what is this? This this rhino fuck this, like, vulture-looking thing? I, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to <laughs> see that. But, like, in general, I really do like just the vibes of the... Because I, I remember saying it on stream where I was like, that rhino character is black, and I can tell because of her hair. Like, I, I really like how... Even though these are anthropomorphic animals, you could tell that there's like, okay, these are like, you, you can see the humanity in them because they have a lot of features that you would associate more with human features. So I think that's cool. Um, I am not sure what the gameplay of this is. I don't know if it's just strictly a walk around, get the story type game like Life is Strange. But if it is, I'm down for it. But if it's anything, I don't know. I don't know what type of gameplay could be in that game other than just walk around and get the story, but whatever that would be, it'd probably be more engaging than what I imagine Oddworld would be. Because for me, even though that Oddworld game looked beautiful, Soulstorm, it looked gorgeous. I just never really cared for the Oddworld games in general. Uh, yeah, I've never played one. Yeah, Stranger's Wrath was pretty cool on Vita, but other than that, it's like, yeah, I don't care about the traditional two-dimensional ones, you know? So yeah, any anything else to say about either Oddworld or Goodbye Volcano High before we bounce on to the the next big game? Oh, let's talk about Ghostwire. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo, man. What a fucking game. I, once again, did not expect it to be first person. Now, I'll say this real quick before I ask y'all what y'all thought about this. Ghostwire Tokyo, or just Bethesda in general. The thing about Bethesda is they they make a lot of the same game. And not to say that all their games are the same, but Fallout, first-person game. Uh, what is it? Elder Scrolls, first-person games. 
Dishonored, first person game. Prey, first person game. The only game that wasn't first person was, uh, what is it? Evil Within. Um, and then they have id Software, which is like, of course, the king of third person, the machine games with the Wolfenstein series. Uh, all of these games are first person with exception of the Evil Within. So I thought Ghostwire Tokyo was going to continue that tradition. And then they zoom into the back of this character's head and it's first person. I'm like, well, there goes their diversity for their content, I guess. Um, it still looked cool, but it's just I was I was still so thrown off watching the trailer that I that most of the trailer kind of went over my head because I was still thinking like, wow, this isn't first person and not third. Uh, did y'all were y'all able to glean more than me? Because I was I was kind of off thinking about that for most of that trailer. So uh, Al, I'll go ahead and ask you first. Uh, what would you pull from this one? I is it uh huh? Is it just hard to talk about this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just a lot of things went over my head. I'm not that smart. Yeah, <laughs> shoot, where you saw me on stream trying to figure out this technology, we all have a couple brain cells missing. But um, yeah, th this one was super trippy. Like I, I, I don't know what to make of it to be honest. So this is from Tango, right? From the Evil yeah. Within. Yeah, Evil Within Dev. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the, the Evil Within. Um, I played the first one and the second one I think I started it but I never really got all too far and it, obviously it was a horror type game but really it was it, it was trippier than that right um, you know, I don't want to again I don't want to spoil for people that haven't played the game but you know a, a lot of it has to do really with just kind of you know what they're seeing kind of like within their minds um, Ghostwire Tokyo I think is kind of pulling a little bit from that which is which is really cool um, it's it's trippy it looks good um I, I yeah i don't have much else that i can really say about it um until i i feel like i'm saying this about every game until we know more i think for, <laughs> for everything across the board we do need to know more but i think from what i've seen so far um yeah i mean it looks cool so yeah. i i'm i'm all in for like those controls and evil withins and any game that had like bioshock that just kind of like a, a trippy world to kind of go through i think those are really exciting so it, you know if this is in that vein i'm excited yeah, I'm there with you. It definitely looks intriguing, but God, I couldn't. I don't know if this is. I wouldn't call it a shooter because there's a lot of spell casting. I wouldn't call it a melee combat. It's like it's hard to define from what we saw. So, I hope. I hope pretty soon we find out what exactly the gameplay loop is because I'm a little shook on that. But in any case, Ghostwire Tokyo, pretty interesting. Um. We'll go ahead and go on to the next set of games here. Anything else to say about Ghostwire before we move on? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. <laughs> so the next one we have is... Let me see. So I'm going to go ahead and bundle some of these up. So Super Brothers, the developer, they put out a... Or they have a game coming called... I think it's called Jet the Far Shore. It looked interesting. We also have Godfall, which is the first PS5 game we've ever had announced. And we also have Solar Ash from the Hyperlight Drifter devs. All those are coming soon. Um, for any of these games, if y'all have anything to say on on any of these titles, let me know. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with... Uh, Eric, we'll go ahead and start with you. I think Godfall is the one game out of this whole conference that leaves me the most underwhelmed. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't... like. I'm not exactly sure what, what, what the game is, um, but it just looks like a bunch of generic games all kind of bundled in one um yeah i'm not i'm i'm not really excited for that as far as the other titles um i think I, like one was jet or super brothers 
yeah. same thing. Like, I don't really have much to say. I think all three of these were kind of the, definitely the mid-low point. Um, and I, I can tell these are games that I'm not going to play. Yeah, I, I that's kind of why I bundled all three of them together, because I'm like, eh, none of these really stuck out to me. And that tr- the trailer music for Godfall was just a horrible choice. So just don't know what they were yeah, thinking there. Yeah, that was bad. But um, but Al, is there you got anything positive to say about these three? Sadly, no. Damn. Yeah, it's it's one of those man where this definitely is the midpoint of the conference where it was like, all right, cool, video games are happening, but I don't really care about these. Now, I, here's the thing: I will say, yes, I'm sure Solar Ash will be a good game. I'm sure, uh, what Jet, uh, the Fall Shore, I'm sure that will be a good game as well. But Godfall. I think that looks fun. I don't know if it'll be a good game, but it looks fun. Like, just the gameplay of it alone. It, it, solid 7 or 8 out of 10. <laughs> I could see that coming. But I don't know if they'll stick the landing. It kind of looks like Melee Warframe, which I can kind of get with. But I have to see more. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we could be wrong. I mean, there's games that come out, like, For Honor, that I, I know people, did, like, really, really like. And I think it's a really good game. But when it was first shown, it was just kind of like, I, I don't know what this is or... If it's going to be any good, maybe Godfall falls within those lines, but yeah, up until maybe. now, yeah, I like I I keep on comparing it to Dark Siders, I think, because that's kind of what it reminds yeah. me of. But yeah, it, yeah, it gives me slight Dark Siders vibes, but yeah, I I think the Melee Warframe really that comparison kind of strikes true in my head. But speaking of striking heads, the master of striking heads, uh, Agent Forty Seven is back in Hitman Three. Um, how do we feel about hitman 3 because i this is one of those games where i was like this this is supposed to because it's hitman and it's a big franchise and it's been a long lasting series it should hit harder than it did but when it got announced i was like oh yeah of course so so how how do y'all feel about this one uh al did did hitman 3 do anything for you well um i'm not really that good at stealth games (laughs) nor am i honestly and I mean, I, I, I've seen, like, the various LPs people have done. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess this... Are you kind of insinuating that Hitman 3 is going to be more fun to watch than to play? Yeah, certain game. That's how it is with certain games. Yeah, I feel you. Well, at least they're getting some enjoyment out of us, I guess. Um, yeah, I hope... I mean, I'm sure Hitman 3 will be fine. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to say about Hitman 3? Yeah, and I, I haven't... I'm, I'm almost kind of the same deal. But um, isn't this kind of a big deal? Isn't this, like, I.O.? they got the they kept the license of this game i think that was kind of a big deal that they were able to keep that um and because it was it was with idos right so they got mm-hmm. to keep it and then i mean i th- i think it was safe to assume uh that they were always going to make a next one and i'm pretty sure there's there's you know nick scarpino included but there's a there's a whole segment of people <laughs> that are probably really really excited about a hitman 3 um it looks cool right but uh mm-hmm. yeah i i I personally, for me, I've never played a Hitman game, and uh, stealth isn't isn't one of my go to. So I'll I'll be curious to see more. Yeah, I'm I'm sure this one, the folks at Giant Bomb as well are probably gonna love this one. But yeah, me personally, this is a good for y'all. I'm gonna wait for the next course, and that next course was mighty delicious because it brought back to us the the true platforming mascot of playstation 4 astrobot astrobot's playroom is real it looks like it's not vr it's just going to be a straight up regular platformer 
I'm very excited about this one. This one's going to be my game of the year whenever it comes out. Man, it's ridiculous how excited I got when this popped up. Yes. Like, like no joke. Like, I mean, it's it, there's no reason for me to get as excited as I did when I saw Astrobot jump up. And, you know, when I played it on VR, it's, it's the game that I tell everyone they need to play if they play VR. Like, if they think... If they think platforming can't be done, like this game's on another level, and the fact that they're they're you know bringing it back um, out of VR for more people to enjoy, and like let's be honest, like watching that trailer, it just looked like pure fun from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Like it just, I wanted to play that game like now. Out of everything I saw today, I think that's the one I wanted to load into my PlayStation right now. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I. I'm in the mood for Astrobot at any given time. In fact, I might reinstall that to try and go for that Platinum because I know it's fairly easy. Um, how do you feel about this, Al? Because you know I'm an Astrobot fan, so what, what's your opinion on this? The game looks wonderful. <laughs> yes, it does look wonderful. It's just, uh, I mean, are you, did you play the first one at all? No. I mean, are you planning, do you plan to like go back at all, try to play the first one or you think you're just gonna jump into this one on playstation 5 i think i'm gonna jump into this one because prices are are every try every time i try to find a good price for psvr it's like sold out or it just shoots back up yeah well that's a damn shame well if you ever are lucky enough to get your hands on a psvr astrobot rescue mission is one of those go tier games and i think honestly if if backwards compatibility ends up being a bigger deal if, if we're in if we end up being able to play all those ps4 games on ps5 then i think people are really going to go back to astrobot man especially when vr units aren't so hard to find and aren't so expensive i can easily see that one i can easily see uh astrobots astro's playroom being a catalyst to get people back into yeah super excited about that one we're gonna yeah. bundle yeah go ahead and i actually have one one more thing just with this is that i think mm-hmm. what's interesting about some of these games especially the first party uh games that they're showing is that like astrobot what what made it so unique was how it used the vr space and how it used the playstation controller and we have heard of them making a big deal about the the you know the ps5 you know dual shock with dual shock 5 um, and and all the features that it's going to have and how it's going to you know get you in contact i think they were saying at some point with like your five senses and all that astrobot is the perfect game if they want to show off what this controller can do um and i think it's an oversight just to look at it as just a kids game because you know i'm sure they're gonna and it may be gimmicky to a certain point but i think it's going to be a game that's going to really highlight what the controller does um and and it'll be exciting to see exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a tech showcase for a lot of their features that they're trying to push in the game. So I'm excited to see how that one works out. Um, these next three games, really these next two games, I'm gonna bundle them together. Uh, the next three are the what is it? Little Devil Inside, uh, NBA 2K21, and Young Horses' next title, which is Bug Snacks. Now. Let me start. Let me just ask about NBA. Does anyone have anything to say about NBA Two K Twenty One? The sweat no. looks really looks real. I like <laughs> yeah. I like the sweat. Yeah, good sweat is the most I have to say too. Uh, yeah, it's basketball. We're not the authority to talk about basketball, so that's an L on that one. Um, real quick, I want to take the reins on a little devil here, uh, or little devil inside. 
I was talking about this on stream. Now, this is actually a reference for people. If you've heard the uh, Kyle Stevenson, another kind of funny best friends, a while ago, he had me on his podcast, uh, Best Friends Talk Funny. And on that podcast, I literally pitched him one of my dream games would be an Osmosis Jones video game <laughs> where you're you're doing stuff inside the body and it affects like cutscenes and stuff of the body like doing stuff in real life. I thought that was such a great idea. And so Little Devil Inside, while not exactly that, it's a lot more metaphorical in its interpretation of that concept. I am so here for it. That just sounds like such a really cool idea where you can do these things in gameplay and then it kind of affects the human that you're within as you are playing. It just seems really cool. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, Y'all have any opinions on Little Devil? Yeah, I don't know how metaphorical it really is. I mean, the dude dropped the bomb. And then the <laughs> person dropped the bomb in the toilet. True. So, <laughs> but that was the only time where it felt like a direct, like, oh, you did this in the body. Now he's doing it out there. Like that was the only direct one. So I'm wondering if it'll be like that the whole game. But... Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this kind of gives me like like those Kubo, you know, uh, oh, and the two Kubo strings. And the two, yep, two yeah, strings, it gives, right. gives, and I think that animation is is really cool. And um, yeah, I think I, this looks like a fun game. Yeah, it definitely looks really intriguing. Um, anything to say on this one, uh, Al? Yeah, uh, the uh, the bug game, bug snacks. Yeah, bug snacks. <laughs> I almost forgot about bug snacks. Yeah, that 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 is that. Were you sold on that as much as I was? Yes. <laughs> I I found this I found this trailer to be more terrifying than the Resident Evil reveal. Really. <laughs> so i guess this thing looks trippy i mean it's trippy yes but it's also like dude how what well actually let me ask this first al did you play uh octodad oh man when octodad was first announced me me and uh matt mobley were just going back and forth on dualshock show just talking about just hyping up the entire thing or the or when it would arrive (laughs) oh boy so so you're familiar then so you would know yeah the the thing about young horses man young horses they're so goofy but it's like endearingly goofy like when i played all the way through octodad i think i beat it on vita actually and i loved that game's sense of humor because it's like it's slapstick and it's stupid but it's sincere at the same time and that's the vibe that i'm getting from uh from this game from bug snacks because it's so out there where the sentient food is out here climbing around like they're bugs and creatures and you eat them and then you turn into the thing you just ate like what what who thinks of that like this is literally someone tripped on acid and then wrote down what they saw like that's what it feels like but there is the term mm -hmm. uh you are what you eat so god that's you know what very true that's probably the pitch that they had because damn that's a good one (laughs) um but yeah it's just it's just so ridiculous, but also so like charming and sweet because everyone's all, I don't know, just the art style just makes it seem so welcoming. It looks so kitty in a way that I really enjoy. Uh, yeah, Bug Snacks is the shit, man. I, I'm really excited for Bug Snacks. I, I will Bug Snacks that all the way to the bank. <laughs> now, when it comes to Little Devil inside, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not sure. Hmm. Timid. How so? Like, it. The game, the gameplay does look really good, and that's one that, that's probably gonna be a running thing un, until the PS5 comes out. 
<laughs> True. Is that everything will be look will, everything will look very good? Certainly. But I don't. That's one thing I'll say. I'm not sure what the gameplay of Little Devil Inside is actually going to be. I'm not sure if it's because there was some hunting, there was some gunfight stuff, there was some action in there. But I don't know exactly. I don't even know if this is a 2D game, 3D game. What exactly they're going for? Huh. It's a lot to figure out. So yeah, I guess just wait and see on that one, maybe. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the, or I, I do like how the combat looks. Mm-hmm. Same here. And the art style, I'm not, not entirely sure of. Yeah, I, I was saying on stream, it kind of gave me vibes of uh, Don't Starve, but like in 3D, which I don't know if, if that's exactly accurate, but that's just what I felt. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why I, I had this, I had a certain, like I had a certain reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really gripped you or something? No, um... It reminded me of Edith Finch, the uh, Lewis, what happens with, like, Lewis's dream game. Uh-huh. Wow. Hmm. I, I never put that together until right now. Maybe... I mean, I doubt that they're, like, pulling from it specifically, but... Oh, no, just that the art style fr- from that little thing looks... Looks very lo- cool. Looks like someone took that and built the act like a, like a fully-fledged game from it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think... I think that's pretty a good observation there. Um, I don't know. I'm excited though. Uh, I am. I'm. I'm interested to see more about that game. I'm sure we'll find out about that pretty soon. Um, and from there, we're gonna go ahead and bounce around. Uh, Shuhei Yoshida popped up, and we all got excited because we all love Shu. Um, all hell Shu. Yeah, all hell Shu. All hell Shuhei, full of grace. If I remember the whole prayer from P.S. I love you, I would have said it, but I do not. So we're gonna continue. Um, I'm gonna bundle these next couple because I only have something to say about one of them. So the next three games were uh, Demon Souls, the remaster or the remake that everyone has been speculating forever by Blue Point Games, uh, Death Loop, which got a full gameplay demo, and Resident Evil 8 Village. So uh, either of those games, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'll actually hand it off to you, Eric. Uh, any of these games, how? You got any thoughts on any of them? <laughs> yeah, like, so Demon Souls, I know this is one, I see it in my Twitter feed all the time. People are going to be really excited about this one. Blue Point, obviously, Masters of Their Craft. Um, and what I really appreciate about this is, is being able to play games that I didn't get to play originally. Um, case in point, you know, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which I had never played before, and I ended up platinuming it. Uh, I love that game. Ooh. I thought. It, I thought that was awesome. So, so Demon Souls, you know, I'm gonna be excited to to give that a shot, and also knowing that Blue Point is behind it just means that um, just there's obviously gonna be a lot of quality. A little disappointed that we're not gonna get a Blue Point original game, but you know, hopefully, maybe the next one will be. Uh, Death Loop, look, man, Death Loop just looks like insanely fun. Like I was yes. saying on stream that this this looks like it was directed by like. Robert Rodriguez and you know and you you mentioned I think Quentin Tarantino and it's like mm-hmm. a grind grindhouse cinema type and like I, I don't I, I fully don't understand uh exactly everything that's going on but I don't care this looks amazing and um <laughs> I, I won't be able to, I can't wait to play that but Resident Evil 8 we knew it was coming we, we've heard about when the release date is going to be but I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil uh, franchise my first one was resident evil 4 and i remember just i was in i was in college during that time uh, and i had on my gamecube and i remember just playing it over and over and over again and i think resident evil 4 along with the last of us are probably the two games and probably ocarina of time 
um, are probably the three games that I've beaten the most, like easily in double wow. digits. <laughs> and um, and I'm just really excited for this. I saw Resident Evil Seven was was a really good game. It was a breath of fresh air on on the series itself, and this is giving me those Resident Evil Four messed with Resident Evil Seven vibes that just get me really really excited i mean it looks amazing i i have to stop saying that again i think i'm being like super repetitive <laughs> every, every, every game looks look amazing. amazing but um but yeah this this just looks like i like this i know the day that it comes out i'm going to be playing it um and it's probably next to next to like spider-man and horizon probably the game that i was like most excited to see announced so mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah that- uh, Resident Evil 8 Village definitely looks uh, it looks impressive, but I got to get back into that series because at this point I'm lost as to where the story is. But um, Al, I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you're excited for RE or Deathloop or Demon Souls, any of them. Uh, take your pick. What you got anything to say about any of those? Well, when uh, Graydon, Josh, and I recorded uh, Weekend News last week, mm-hmm. we actually this was one of the, one of the rumor mill stories you talking about well i guess all of these were rumored except for death loop i guess but you talking about re specifically yeah and i don't know if you saw if you checked your twitter but i sent you the hmm. um i sent you the 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 leak that I'm pulling it up now we, we read on air oh the rumor thing yeah oh okay here i'm gonna check it yeah, I have Oh, rely on horror. Yeah, that's where this news originally came from. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Wow. Plot details and everything. Sorry, I'm eating a Twizzler, which is kind of unprofessional, but um yeah. All right, I'm I'm not going to scroll through too much because I do not want to spoil myself, but seems like they were on point. There's a lot of stuff on here. And when they said, "Oh, it's their end." I totally I was not expect I didn't know who they were talking about. But I still don't know. I don't know if they mean Chris's end. I don't know if they mean Ethan's end because Ethan is a character that I'm still not familiar with because I did not play seven or I didn't beat seven. But um, well, the mm-hmm. the black haired uh, woman, what is Mia, uh, Ethan's wife? Who? Wait, what? I thought that was the old woman from the f- from seven. Are they the same? No, uh, I'm not, I won't spoil seven, okay. but the whole point of the game is going to uh Dolby, louisiana to find mia who's even who was presumed mm-hmm. dead for quite a while huh. okay i gotcha yeah I, I did remember that part and there there's also there's also a shot where you clearly see what is a baby mm, yes that's gonna be interesting i wonder who that's gonna be <laughs> it's leon has a baby God, dude, ooh, man, you're you're playing with fire there, my guy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be something. It could be the little uh, the creepy child that was in Resident Evil Four, that was uh, oh Salazar. I, yeah, Salazar. Yeah, that kid. Maybe it's him. I don't know how I don't know how much they're retconning in that universe, but it'd be cool if that was it because that's the face I remember from those games. <laughs> um, and I, I I just need to say, mm-hmm. I went on a limb during the pod, during the recording last week saying that yeah this isn't this is not gonna happen and <laughs> lo and behold it happens it's always the biggest bets that make you fall down the furthest uh, <laughs> yeah well hey i'm glad that it happened it's super exciting though um i'll say 
Ari, Ari is still cool. I'm a big fan of RE4, but when it comes to the more modern games, I just haven't gotten around to them. So 8 looks fun, or not fun. God, fun is not the word to describe that. <laughs> but but it, it does look interesting, and I'm interested to see where they go with it. But um, for me, out of all of these, Demon Souls is cool, but just not my vibe. That's for someone else to be excited about. But Deathloop? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> like... I was losing my mind on stream because Deathloop is exactly the type of game I want from Arcane because um, Dishonored always interests me because it's all these different powers and you get to jump on the rooftops and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. I love it. But I haven't gotten into like the weird, not steampunky. I guess they called it whale punk, whatever they called it, because everything's powered by whale blubber or whatever. Um, the aesthetic of that world isn't like the strongest to me and it doesn't really stick out to me specifically. But I always like the powers and the fact that Prey is another game of theirs that I've had my eye on. Um, it looks like it's a very slow paced game. And so that doesn't attract me to it as well. Deathloop takes all of that and throws it out the window. It's like, hey, those powers from Dishonored, the gunplay of Prey, let's put them together in one game, make it badass, have some crazy weapon animations, give it a crazy, I think, what, 70s aesthetic to the art style. It, like you said, Grindhouse. It has that grindhouse aesthetic. I am all about Deathloop. Deathloop is like my favorite thing in the world. It's probably the game I'm excited about most from this conference. Because, um, yeah, Horizon's going to be great, but that's a known quantity. I know exactly what Horizon's going to be. Um, and some of these other games, it's like, okay, it's just like the sequel. But Deathloop, by way of it being an original game, it, it can just... The potential to blow my mind is so much larger with it. So, yeah, I'm super duper excited about that. Um, and I highly recommend everyone go check out the uh trailer for that if they can <laughs> so yeah other than those uh the next game uh pragmata the capcom game that on stream all of us thought it was either death stranding or horizon um looks interesting i guess y'all have anything to say on this one i mean we didn't we didn't really see much um mm -hmm. true so I, th this game this game's far out i think this game's like a 2022 i don't know if they said when it was but I can see it being like a 2022 game, something we'll probably get more information on next year. But yeah, um, I, I was I was sold. I thought it was some kind of Kojima uh, related thing just because some of the sound effects to me sounded similar. But um, plus it looked like Ludens. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looked like it and everything. But yeah, I, I really don't have kind of much to say. I think it was an interesting trailer um, or an interesting teaser. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, mm -hmm. the staff the vg staff is uh -oh. talking they pop it off talking, the group chat well they're just talking about the, like the, the whole thing roll brought, brought up a, actually a good point or a good thing that i didn't think of mm -hmm. like he said Russian clank in particular made me realize why that no loading thing is such a big deal oh yeah with the dimension hopping and stuff no i mean like no like the <sighs> you're actually i'm thinking about the old games and those were a lot of loading <laughs> huh yeah, and how like the specs with the PS5, how it can, how fast it can load things. God, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fucking trip. I'm now you just made me even more excited for Ratchet and Clank, which I didn't think was possible yet. Uh, <laughs> wow, that whole game is gonna be pretty seamless. Then I am very excited for that. Boy, howdy, good on thank you, Raul, for for thinking of that. <laughs> so yeah, for 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 Pragmata though. Anything to say about that one? I feel like I'm lukewarm on it. We're kind of lukewarm in general. Uh, are you feel differently at all? I'm at a loss for words still. 
Is that another what the fuck like Ghostwire where it's like I don't even know what to make of this? Yeah, no, no, th- more than Ghostwire. Yeah, that, that's true. At least Ghostwire, I can tell it's a first-person action game. For Pragmata, I don't know what the fuck that is. We're just gonna get weird short films about it for three years, like Death Stranding. So <laughs> we'll see what the fuck's going on with that. But speaking of the fucks going on with that, there was a lot going on internally when this next game got announced. Y'all know it. Y'all y'all love her. Well, some of y'all love her. Actually, there's a decent amount of people who do not like this game. But I love it. Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> 2. Uh, it's actually officially titled Horizon Forbidden West. They're taking it to the West Coast. We're getting some beaches. We're getting some coastal scenery and water. I am excited as hell for it. Y'all, uh, I've talked about this. I actually revealed this on uh, the Trophy Room podcast, uh, I think last week at this point. But Horizon Zero Dawn is in my top 10 for keeping it 100. I'm not going to say where it is, but it's somewhere up there. So the announcement of this super duper appeals to me. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you first. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Because I am I was losing my shit about it. I had to finish the first one. Do you, wait, you haven't finished the first one? No. Um... I know. <laughs> How dare you? Well, when I first played it, uh, my like I was, uh, I was just starting to have the my eyesight troubles. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that game does have a lot of tiny. T- but now that things are closer, I'm actually gonna have a chance to play the whole thing, including Frozen Wilds. Hmm. That's that's gonna be a good week. Let me tell you. <laughs> Actually, I played it over the course of a month, so you know it might. It, it's a big game; it'll it'll take you a while, but it's gonna be a good time once you get around to it. Trust me, man. Um, Eric, I'm gonna ask you because you you've played the original game, I believe, right? Yeah. So, what's your opinion on this one? Because I was losing my mind. Yeah, man. I don't know if you could see me because I was having the internet problems at the same time. But that was the one part <laughs> of the stream where, like, we expected it to come around, we expected it to to see, we expected it to to look beautiful. Right, this is definitely going to showcase what the PlayStation Five can do early on in in, in its life cycle. Uh, but man, I am taken with with the change of locale. I I actually thought that they may keep it kind of like in the mountain areas. And even though we do see mountains, I like the fact that it's more tropical. You got beaches. You got uh, you know you got water. I'm not a huge fan of swimming in games. Um, I think there's few games that that have you know, done a good job with that. So I'm a little cautious on how much of that there will be on this game and how well it's done. These are going to be fighting underwater. It seems like there was one scene where she was underwater and they had one of those, you know, crocs kind of swim overhead. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that's something that that's going to happen. I can't, can you swim in the first game? Like underwater? Um, you know what? I want to say you could, but like not underwater. I want to say it was just surface level stuff. Like just surface level. I, I think so too. Anyway, like Horizon Zero Dawn, it you know does such a great job in in its open world, in its side missions, in in making you feel like you know you're always in danger, but just capable enough to take things down. And the story here looks like it's gonna be just wild um it like i said again and i'm gonna keep on saying it unfortunately it looks beautiful i like that you know they're there they showed a lot of new elements a lot of new creatures that you're gonna um you know take part of so yeah i mean this is this is one of playstation's cornerstones now the horizon series 
So you know they're going to treat it with a lot of love. They're going to treat it with a lot of respect. It's going to come out right right when we need it. And um, I'm really, really excited for it. Indeed. I am looking forward to it a lot. And another piece of breaking news that I just saw on Twitter. Apparently, Astro's Playroom is preloaded on the console. Nice. Which is... Fuck. <laughs> nice. Now, now you can't say you have nothing to play. Exactly, right? It comes with a free, very solid game, I'm sure. Which oh is interesting, because I know when the PlayStation 4 came out, it came out with, with I think, like a playroom where Astrobot was first. Like with some mini games. I never played it, to be honest, because it just it looked kind of yeah. hokey. But the fact that they're... Like, I, I guess we, we won't expect this to be a huge game. Maybe six hours, eight hours long type deal. But yeah. but that doesn't matter. I mean, the fact that it comes preloaded, it's ready to go, and people will be able to enjoy it. It's just PlayStation making the, the moves, man. They're making just the right moves. I mean, I'm betting... Sorry to go back to Astrobot for a second, but I'm personally betting that it's going to be... Because that PS4 game that was pre-installed, the Playroom, that was more of a demo for the camera. And I don't know what tech they're going to demonstrate with this game, because they usually only include a pack-in game to get you used to the hardware. So maybe the DualShock 5 is going to have such impressive hardware that they need a whole game to show it off, or you know something about the PS5 architecture that we don't know yet is going to be in there. It's yeah, going to be right. interesting. You're right. Yeah, I think that ties in kind of like with what I was saying earlier about you know it being able to take advantage of that controller, and I think it's going to be a fun game. I hope... Mm-hmm. The trophy hunter in me hopes that even if, even though it's a preloaded thing, that it has a full trophy list and a platinum. So <laughs> it will have trophies. Platinum is the thing I'm a little afraid of because I know come on PlayStation, it's... don't do us dirty like that. Put platinums yeah, in your games. They, they All of super, them. They are super stingy about that. But yeah, uh, just to wrap this up, so we can talk about the big finale that they had here at the end. I'm super excited about Horizon. I'm I I'm super excited about that, but. Yeah, this this final thing is the thing that I did not think we would be getting today. And that is a reveal of what the PS5 actually looks like with multiple SKUs. We got one with a disk drive and without one. Um, Very scant details on each of them. But yeah, man, we got some shit up in here. Um, And so, yeah, how do we think about the console design? Because they showed off a lot of accessories and stuff, of course, but... The console design specifically, uh, how how do we feel about it? Just anyone can take that one, I guess. <laughs> I actually, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, I love it, but yeah, I, I was just not expecting it to be white. I said it's on stream, but I, I told myself I'm not going to buy it at launch until they come out with a white one, and it's the first. So I'm kind of fucked on that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think, I, I'm concerned about the little, they're not fans, but the little wings at the, at the edges of it. I'm concerned about those breaking if it falls, so I, I don't know if that's a design flaw, or Al, if you think, are you just completely happy with it? Is there any critiques you have, maybe? Well, it the uh, criticism against the way it looks horizontally, well, not horizontally, uh, vertically, oh, yeah, are making the rounds. Yeah. A lot of people are sharing like the Pog Champ meme, but it's the guy's eyes above the PS4, and then like his mouth is the envelope-looking thing. <laughs> it's I'm already seeing memes. It looks like a tomato hanging out of a burger. Like there's a lot of critiques here, but I don't know, man. It looks fine. I just don't. I I agree. I'm a little concerned about how it's gonna look 
when it's on its side because a lot of people are going to have it on its side that's how their uh their entertainment center their entertainment centers are set up but i don't know man i, I guess we'll see uh the oh uh eric uh, how do you feel about the design of the console and plus you know also the fact that there is a disc drive in one and the ones without one which is new and different yeah i think like when they when they announced the controller i already had in my mind that the playstation itself was going to be white um it just kind of seemed really weird to put out for the first time at least as far back i can remember a like a white controller um and and have that kind of stand out so I wasn't too surprised when I saw that. I, I mean, I think it looks cool. I think it looks futuristic. I mean, the, the the way the box looks itself doesn't impact, you know, my either wanting to buy it or play it or anything along those lines. I mean, even the Xbox One X, um, just it being a tower, it's like cool. You know, it's just it's it's a cube. It is what it is. As long as it does what it does, I I hope that the um, the design of it, you know, allows it to fan fan itself you know the ventilators yes. are, are are in a good location whether you have it horizontal whether you have it lying down i think those are going to things those are going to be the things that matter to me the most i love lights like if you've ever seen like you know the room that like where i where i play games and stuff like that like i have mm-hmm. a lot of lights everywhere the fact that this has like the two blue lines kind of going down um and mirroring what's on the controller itself i think looks sleek i think it looks cool and i think um having the the two skews makes sense i mean there, there, there are people nowadays that uh, don't buy uh, or only buy digital, which, which makes sense. And if you can, um, you know, have a digital only console, and 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 keep that price down, I think is is a smart move on their part, right? So, yeah. I'm curious to see if there's any other differences between the, between the two SKUs. Obviously, one uh, can't play uh, the HD like 4k you know discs for movies and stuff that 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 people will have um and that may be you know the reason to buy but i'm I'm, I'm curious to know if there's any other differences between the two but i think it looks good i think i think the reveal was really cool right i think it would you know playstation does such a good job and you'll hear this from like you know i keep on referencing back to like the kind of funny guys but this would be something i'm sure that tim talked about at one point and, and how they create hype for these things and the way they ended it the way it kind of built up and the way it kept you guessing what it was going to look like and when it finally came out whether you think it's at, ugly or you think it's pretty i mean i think it was it was an hype moment at that time when it came out and yeah man i'm, I'm excited for it i know i know i'm buying this day one so yeah i'm begrudgingly i'm probably in the same boat i'm probably gonna have to buy this day one uh and it sucks because i know my money's probably gonna look pretty funny by the time the fall comes around this year but man that is a hot piece of hardware and if it plays all my ps4 games then yeah and i may be thinking too deep into it i i found it kind of curious that they showed off a media control controller I, i don't think i don't know if they've done that before i'm just wondering how important that is or or you know how are they building media into into the playstation that you know they they felt that they wanted to promote during a launch or reveal uh, a media controller i i think that's more just by way of them saying hey this whole event is for the gamers like if you're buying a ps5 you're buying it for the gamers you're buying it for the games but if you are a family man as you would know sometimes the controller's a little bit hard to use for people who aren't familiar with it so hey if this is if this is the way your family watches blu-rays if this is your netflix box if this is that 
if this is serving the entertainment function for you as well, you have the media remote there. Um, and I know in our household, my little brother has a PS4 that he mostly keeps upstairs. And that thing becomes a Netflix box most of the time. And thank God there's a remote for it because they would yeah. be lost. So, yeah, what I'm you, pretty sure. Yeah. What do you think about the fact that they also they, they have a new what looks to be redesigned PlayStation camera? Now, we know that the PlayStation camera right now is mainly used for, for VR. Um, obviously, there's other features that, that it's used for, but I don't know if anyone's using them for that. The fact that there's a new and redesigned PlayStation camera, what does that does that tell you anything? Uh, I mean, to me, I, I think I believe, because the patents that have been leaked before for the second version of PlayStation VR, those have already shown that they're going to have cameras in the headset and they're going to be tracking that way. Maybe the camera is just an extra set of eyes to kind of establish where you are in 3D space so that you can have you can have something being measured relative to something else rather than just, all right, here you are. Hopefully we can tell how far that chair is from the camera. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. And also just a simple, oh, higher resolution camera, higher frame rate. Like it's not the best camera that shipped with the PlayStation 4. So maybe they can give you a better camera now for the same price. Uh, Al, is there is there anything you got to say on, if if not just the console, accessories, camera, any of that stuff? Any any other opinions or hot takes throughout there? I am very happy with, with how they're proceeding with the controller. Mm-hmm. Particularly the uh, L2 and R2 buttons, or oh, the yeah. triggers. They got that because, little curvature in there. Yeah, like I was, I was playing uh, Days Gone earlier. Like I was playing it over from the beginning because I last the last time I played it was some point last year. I feel you on that. <laughs> is my biggest gripe with the PS4 control with the DualShock Four mm-hmm. is after spending most of my time playing shooters with the Xbox controllers, going from one to the other is very different. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I'm curious to how. I, it feels like they're kind of splitting that difference by making the controller slightly smaller and kind of giving the triggers a little bit more of an Xboxy feel. But overall, I think I think that that adjustment period when you switch between the two, I think that's still going to be necessary. I don't think they're ever going to make. I don't think either company is going to make their controller super like the other one. But overall, I think I think I'm really impressed by how bold the decision language is with PlayStation Five, where the console itself looks like a piece of tech from where yeah where the playstation 4 you could see it was like it's still a box but it's like cute about it it's trying to be like yeah we're a box but different where this one you can't call this a box this is this is a new looking thing this is a new shape and that's super exciting it's it's some 25th century pc (laughs) exactly instead of these consoles are both just big PCs now, but Xbox is embracing that and saying, oh, we're so powerful, we're going to build it like it's a nice PC. But PlayStation 5 is like, no, nah, we're building it like it's... I, and, I'm super cool. And yeah, if you if you scroll up on Warrior64, um, he has a PS5 showcase recap. Shout out to Warrior64 also, who yeah. I, I absolutely love. I just don't, I don't know how he gets everything out the way he does, but um, he has a small picture of it uh, lying on its side. And honestly, I think it looks even better horizontal than it does vertical. Oh, it doesn't look too bad on its side, actually. You're right. Kind of, fe- kind of looks like the uh, the big old the gash at the top with the wings doesn't look as pronounced when it's on its side. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm digging it more horizontal also, which is probably how I would have my console anyway. So. Sure. And I'm gonna zoom in on these ports later because I know they had USB-C built directly into the console, which I am excited about. Eventually, I, I want everything to be USB-C because then you never have to flip the USB cable again. Um, so it's cool to see that they're continuing that innovation. And yeah, that's pretty much all that they gave us. Well, I say that like they didn't give us anything. They gave us a lot. Um, I'm surprised we saw the box. I'm surprised we got two Insomniac games today. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time once we get these games. The hype cycle that's gonna continue to go forward leading up to the console's release. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm super excited. And if you got PlayStation Plus, let's use those GTA dollars. How about that? <laughs> So yeah, good stuff overall. Any any final impressions on the on this I guess video presentation as a whole? I, I think PlayStation killed it. Honestly, um, I, I'm curious to see. I haven't had a chance. I'm not good at multitasking, so I haven't read up on other people's thoughts of it. But um, you know, I think the last couple of state of plays have been decent, especially when they're more focused. But before then, they were a little bit all over the place. This this felt to me like an E3 moment at home and. I think a lot of thought went into that, and there was definitely highs and lows, but the lows never reached, um, you know, the lows that we've seen, you know, in the past. So I, I think it was tight. I think it was good. I'm really excited for everything that it showed, and I think PlayStation today, you know, showed gamers again why why the Sony brand matters, and um, at the end of the day, you know, what's what it is that they're going to give you, and that's that's awesome games games that play well games that look well uh look well <laughs> looks great and mm-hmm. um man it's just like 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 you said you know even during the stream like every trailer that was popping up got us more and more and more excited you felt the tingles all over your body and and uh man just it's, it's a good time to be a gamer amen to that amen to that uh al what, what's your takeaways from this thing well they obviously did a great job as i was constantly search checking amazon to see if PS5 was going to be listed <laughs> to no avail, sadly. And, and this, is all, this is coming from a Microsoft fanboy. Hmm. I love to <laughs> yeah. I love to hear that music then, to my uh, ears. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's really a good time to be a gamer, no matter where you're playing right now. But this conference really put some thunder underneath uh, Sony's announcements. So yeah, I'm I'm super glad that everything went off without a hitch. I'm super glad that. It was a fun conference. Things got announced. Things to be excited about got announced. And I am very happy with all the new stuff that we saw. We saw a lot of things that we didn't even expect. So, um, like non-sequels, new IPs, indies, a lot of stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think it was pretty good. And I'm the last thing I'll do before we wrap up here and we get to the housekeeping. I'm just going to do this real quick because this, this won't even be a segment. Me and Al, on the last episode of the Players Club podcast, we made some predictions (laughs) for what we expected in this conference or in this video presentation. None of them came true. So just to show you how wrong we are, I'm just going to read these real quick because there's no reason to even hinder on any of these. Um, Now, some of these might still happen, but they didn't come here. So my predictions were... One more game will be announced with PS4 as the lead platform, and I was guessing it would be a Ratchet and Clank reboot sequel, and none of that's true. <laughs> so cancel that. 
Um, Guerrilla Games' new IP will be shown, and it will be their Bleeding Edge equivalent, which means it'll be multi- it'll be multiplayer focused, and or folks will be lukewarm on it. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up, and uh, and then yeah, some games will advertise features of the PS5 that have yet to be fully explained, and then Al's predictions were uh, EA EA Motives Star Wars game was gonna be announced, didn't happen. Spiritual sequel to Rezo Gun, not developed by Housemark likely, didn't happen. And full backwards compatibility, PlayStation 1 through 4 was going to be announced, didn't happen either. That could happen in the future, but this time it didn't. So um, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Now, let me go ahead and give you a shout out. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining us. Uh, I know you got a bolt here, so I'm going to go ahead and do the housekeeping wrap up stuff real quick. But I'm going to go ahead and let you go out because I know you have a family to tend to. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and let you get there. I appreciate you hanging out on stream. Appreciate you getting on the uh, podcast with me and uh, with all of us. And thank you very much for that. Yeah, no, thank you guys for for uh, inviting me. When you get, when you were talking to Mario, I just kind of just threw something in there. Um, and and it's cool that, that you let me kind of be a part of this. Um, and... Uh, excited to do more if you ever want to have me back just just let me know it's great to talk video games with with you know all of you so again thank you um and uh yeah yeah you're right i gotta go take care of a hungry five-year-old yeah have fun with that man thanks again all right bye all right then all right adios man but yeah for for you and me al uh we're gonna go ahead i actually do plan just as a side note i do plan on getting some more people onto the podcast just because with all with all the stuff that's going on a lot of people have been opening their doors for me and i'm like man i feel like i should be returning that favor more often so let i'm gonna try and do that a little bit more in the future we might get some people on here or there i don't know if it'll be an every week thing but that's just something i'm thinking about so just be aware of that uh but anyway al we got some housekeeping stuff to do um so stuff to look at this week. Of course, Win is still going on. Of course, you can always listen to the last episode of Win just by scrolling down in your podcast feed if you're listening there. Um, but otherwise, we will always have a link to that in the podcast of this in in the podcast of this in this podcast in the show notes of this podcast is what I was thinking of saying. Um, so be on the lookout for that one. Um, let me see what else we have in the hopper here. Keeping it 100 is still just episode zero, so go back and listen to that one if you want. I don't have anything else to add. Uh, I'm going to be doing that video finale this summer. I'm still working on it, and this week especially, I have had my attention pulled in a lot of different places, So, which you can probably figure out by way of the world and the news that is going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm still working on it though, so that will be coming within the next, I guess like what, two months now? Uh, so yeah, be looking out for that one. Um, what else do we have that just came out? I want to give a shout out to your piece, Al. Uh, remembering G4 Part 7, Cheat, where you're just, seems like you're reminiscing about that old little game show about cheat codes, hosted by Christian Adams. I almost forgot her name, but I remember it. <laughs> well, actually, I know we have to wrap up, but it was actually start, originally hosted by Corey Rouse, who's now an Imagineer at Disney, and and he I, he worked on Galaxy's Edge. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a big deal. And, uh, and the and in the post I say he he he's the winner of the G four family, like the original G four hosts. 
Yeah, because he, he, he went way further than G4, where a lot of them, that was their peak. And um, mm-hmm. today, uh, the Venn Network, they finally oh. they released a teaser saying, or which is simple, like August August fifth, twenty twenty. So, so that so that's actually coming out. Then they gave an official date for it. Yeah. Howdy. Well, that's exciting. I guess we'll we'll get the return of G four sooner rather than later. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I'm not thinking of anything else. What is there anything else for uh, VGU that we can uh, point the people to? Yeah, well, by the time this goes up, uh, May, the recap for May, that Graydon wrote, will be up, and the game remakes we'd rather not see roundtable will be up about on Wednesday yeah. next week. And so. then the one about trailers, I'm almost done writing. I got to finish that today. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that's another one you can look forward to in the near future. Uh, and so yeah, with that, I think that's pretty much it. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Right after this, I'm probably gonna throw the, on my second screen here. I'm probably gonna throw up the kind of funny reaction to that PS5 event and just watch it again because that was a good time. So I'm gonna go relive some memories. Um, Al, you, you playing anything? I don't know if you want to say what you're about to do after this. I'm probably gonna go eat dinner. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I ate right before this whole thing started, so I got a little bit more fuel. But in any case, we're going to go take care of ourselves. I'm, I've am i been Emmett Watkins Jr. That was Eric Heights. Uh, I have his Twitter in the bio, so you guys can click down there in the show notes and follow him. He's a good follow. He's a good kid. Um, and I've also been joined here today by Alan Muir. A, oh. a, now a Vita player again. Yeah, a Vita confidant, as they say. So, yeah, good to have you on the side of justice again, as Mermaid Man would say. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching if you're on YouTube. And without further ado, we will go ahead and be out of here. Until the next time, y'all. Peace and other things. Nah, I'm kidding. I remember my catchphrase. Keep it real. Keep it true. See y'all later.